0: Welcome to Corizant Technologies, home of the Digital Executive Podcast. Welcome to the Digital Executive. Today's guest is Irene Lakovetsky. Irene Lakovetsky is the host and creator for Saga Talks and is featured in 50 podcasts thought leaders should listen to in 2021 by Thinkers360. At Saga Talks, Irene discusses technology trends, the human aspect of tech innovation, and outlook to the future with experts, influencers, and entrepreneurs in artificial intelligence, machine learning, automation, 5G, IoT, digital transformation, and social media trends. Irene was recently featured in Thinker's 360s, the Top 50 Global Thought Leaders and Influencers on Digital Disruption, Top 50 Global Thought Leaders and Influencers on RPA, 150 Women, B2B Thought Leaders You Should Follow in 2021, RPA Thought Leader and Influencer Leaderboard Live, Top 50 Global Thought Leaders and Influencers on Cryptocurrency, and Top 50 Global Thought Leaders and Influencers on Smart Cities. Good evening, Irene. Welcome to the show. Glad to have you here.
1: Good evening, Brian. Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: Awesome. You know, this is interesting that not only are we both in technology, we both did some development as developers, but- we're both podcasters. That's crazy. So I'm glad you jumped on. I'm glad you said, you know, what the heck, Brian, I I can jump on a podcast with you. So I'm going to just ask you a few questions. We'll see where this goes. But, but Irene, I, I was really impressed with your podcast and that's why I'm following you today. But your background, you know, technology, I have a lot of technologists that come on this show. You were a developer, you're a former IBMer, but the big thing now is you're the principal for Saga Talks, which is your podcast, which is amazing, by the way, I've listened to several of them. But could you share maybe with our audience what drives you and what has contributed to this successful podcast you have?
1: Absolutely, Brian. Thank you. Thank you for all the kind words. This is important that my colleagues and peers like yourself notice what I do there. And basically, yeah, that we can really help audience out there, technical and non-technical to get a little more accustomed to what's happening in this dynamic, fast-changing world of digital or high-tech or low-tech, you name it, right? So you did mention I do have technical background, okay? Early last century it was, okay? in last century I was application developer. And I've done some things with this own hands and with this own mind, all right? But then, yes, I did explore my horizons. I moved to some of the technical project management and just, you know, oversee seeing large deployments, just seeing, you know, large group of people. And I loved, you know, putting things together. Okay. Not only with my own, with my own hands, but literally like leveraging, leveraging lots of talent around, around me. So yes, I did spend some years in IBM. Okay. And in IBM, it was few actually careers. It's not even few, you know, few roles. It was few professions. You know, I tried so from this technical role to kind of seeing how things moving, making things done on a larger scale. And then I found myself in software marketing worldwide, which was an amazing journey. You can imagine, right? So with that, you know, we're good to, you know, to reinvent ourselves. So that's what I've done with myself after leaving IBM three years ago, three years ago, I think. And you're absolutely right. I am on entrepreneurial path right now. And what I've done so far, I've started the podcast. It's a video podcast. I talk to people who are smarter than I am, but who are kind with their time to educate, to educate you know, audiences out there and just contribute some of it you know, to a larger community of people who want to know about tech and who are interested to kind of, yeah, take that journey with us.
0: That's amazing. It really is. And Irene, I know, uh, I think March 8th is International Women's Day, and I think I hope you have, and I'm sure you do, but have a big day planned for that day or, or maybe be featuring someone that stands out as, as a woman in tech. As certainly you do. And I appreciate you jumping on this podcast of mine. So so I want to talk a little bit about the pandemic, right? You're talking to people all the time. We're, we're stuck at home. We're, we're tied up. We can't do anything. But could you maybe share with us what you're doing to help people stay informed and, and maybe stay sane? You know, you got to fill up your cup, right? Uh, Absolutely.
1: Yeah, Brian, I know what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) So I started early, early last year, right before all the lockdowns, right before. And I definitely observed how mood was changing with speakers, with vibes I was getting from out there, right, in the real world. Okay, how people going through what we were going through. So with that, you know, very interesting, very interesting individuals I've met through the show. You probably know the feeling. Right. You get Mm -hmm. to know people and you stay on with wonderful, wonderful digital friends. We all are. okay. so first of all, my pandemic experience was enormously, enormously enriching. All right. I'm in contact with all my speakers. We're now forming this little community or not so little community. Right. Of those like minded people who do care about technology, but also care about uh, technology for good, you know, human aspect of it all. And all the technologists I spoke with, they keep pressing, you know, we have to democratize, we have to really grab larger number of people out there who may not have access yet, right, to these industries and to these opportunities in life. And that's what we're all about. So with pandemic, going back to your question, to me, it was enormously gratifying. Right. To be able to share this collective wisdom, because we we tend to think that everybody is so busy that, you know, asking them to contribute in this small way like we're doing now. Right. And sharing samples of wisdoms out there is a bit too much. And yet I was I was completely yeah, blown away of, you know, absolute brilliant minds who were able to come to my show and it's all on youtube please yep yep follow linkedin youtube twitter right and and here and here these fantastic practitioners and influencers and futurists okay talking to all of us about future so that what made my days through pandemic really really delightful
0: great thank you for sharing i know it's a struggle for a lot of us as you said but this has helped me stay sane as well getting to talk to so many people from around the globe and sharing their stories. So I, I appreciate your sharing that. So I know you've, and I've watched a few of your shows, and I can tell you you're leveraging a little bit of tech because I think you mentioned you're now moving to HD and your sound. Is there something maybe you can share with us that you're doing around your podcast, whether you're, you're leveraging some open source applications or you just buy new equipment? Maybe you can share just a little bit what you're doing there in the tech space.
1: Sure, sure, Brian. Thank you for this question, because I went through my own digital transformation this year. Okay, so we talk a lot what's happening in industries, right, and how companies transforming themselves. This was my digital transformation. So you're right. I had to first assess, right, what kind of equipment I need, right, what kind of infrastructure and also what kind of tools. All right. So and this is this is amazing, amazing me actually every day because amount of tools that evolve past year it is blowing my mind so i started with good old zoom right love zoom thanks to them, you know, that we, we were able to quickly jump on. I'm a huge proponent because it was the easiest thing, right? The easiest the, the uh, entry barrier is so low for anyone who using Zoom. That's why it's so popular, right? So yeah. I started there. But then I I needed because it's a video. It's a video podcast. I kind of still enjoy looking at people, you know, sometimes. And they look at me. And I guess, yes, we we take some. Uh, yes, yeah, I'm interested in that. But uh, Zoom had its limitation especially right in, in terms of hd recording so i did experiment further and i was looking for good platform that will really add value to the show and i think i found one so i start the full um, full stream yard stream yard experience so i'm getting ready to do live streams but even if you're not live streaming StreamYard yard is giving the opportunity to record in hd And that's how I plan to elevate my show. So I think that will be a good thing. Another platform I just discovered, and it's amazing. It's amazing for interviewers, actually, Brian, you know, for all the podcasters out there. It's called Riverside.fm. This Hmm. is Zoom only on steroids. Uh, This Zoom for interviewers. So it's, it's a really fabulous, fabulous platform that records separately video and audio. Okay, Mm -hmm. take a look. Take a look. They're young companies like many others right in this space. But I love them so much. They're very reasonably priced. Right. They have the highest quality output. And you not only can invite your guests, you can invite your audience in if you're doing kind of live radio show. Right. The audience get to participate. Mm -hmm. You know, that's another feature. So all I'm saying is I constantly searching and looking, you know, finding and finding the good, good platforms out there. In terms of, you know, YouTube, I've checked lots of tools, you know, to optimize, to find the right keywords and all the wonderful things. Okay, And I did use TubeBuddy and VidIQ. And I've learned from those guys. Right. If you want to take your show up a notch. Right. How to find your audience. So my own experience comes tools are the tools but they're not going to do the work for you. So they can help you optimize. I use them. At the same time, you really need to know your audience and you really need to know what, what is going to resonate. It sounds simple, right? But that's why we keep experimenting every day until we find something that's important to us. One more tool I will mention. Those I use like every day, you know, probably you're familiar, it's a graphical tool called Canva. Yeah, Canva for me helps so much with thumbnails, with logos, with, uh, I have my uh, ventures, you know, entrepreneurial ventures. That requires some of the graphical work out there. And uh, Canva is amazing. Amazing, you know, the range, right? The range of uh, different collateral you can create and just, they just, they're very good Canva, canva.com.
0: Yeah, no, that's a great I, I use Canva and I use another mm-hmm. one as well. But that's that's awesome. Thanks for sharing and you're giving away all your secrets tonight about I being am, the, yeah, the best absolutely. podcaster.
1: <laughs> <laughs> one thing I've learned in my early days before even starting that from Gary V, right? Who else? Yeah. yeah. Of course Gary V, right? Uh don't hold your experience to yourself. Just to, you know, be a little generous or a lot yep. generous, okay? Because everything what we're finding. Right, this should share. We should share. It should serve, you know, larger group of people. And if you're awesome, okay, you're gonna be awesome, right? (laughs) It has nothing to do that you're sharing this tool or that tool. It's actually yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. I I agree. Giving back is the way to do it. And and uh, I do a lot of mentoring actually with with people that are coming into tech or maybe younger generations. So thank you. And last question, I just want to talk to you about. You know, we talked a little bit about your podcast show, but. Maybe there's something advice you can give to our audience. We have a very large global audience uh, ranging from every type of industry and career, honestly, but it's, it's focused around tech, but maybe around your digital media experience now or technology, any advice you want to give someone in our audience?
1: Yep. My only advice, and I do talk to young people a lot, and I do see a lot of frustration, you know, from college graduates, from people who didn't go to college, people need career You know, everybody feel insecure at one point or another. Okay, am I doing the right thing, right? If I'm moving fast enough, or am I reaching what I wanted to reach? So those simple kind of self-reflecting questions, and we're all doing it, right? We will be doing it until... Our days are over. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, for me, Brian, what, uh, what was always important to me is uh, is kind of being excited, being excited in, at what you do. And these are not just words for me because I came to this country after college. Okay, I needed mm-hmm. to find profession. I needed to start Speaking this language, by the way, which did not come naturally when yeah. <laughs> you grew up in different countries. Yeah. So all I'm saying is that for me, all the professional choices I've made and I changed roles and I changed companies and quite, quite an interesting journey. It was to me, it was uh, when I joined large company at the time, IBM, OK, mm-hmm. after working for two other smaller ones, you know, every name, everything I did. It, for me, it was important. It was important that I'm joining IBM with their legacy, with their fantastic kind of story to tell, okay, with uh, legendary, right, legendary name at the time, right, in the 90s. So point is that to me it was important to, to feel, right, that I am excited to go to work, that I know why I'm there. It's like deliberate choice, all right? So that's one point. And then when changing career, because I was always looking for what, what is it that I can be, what is it doing better or you know, being in better place than I find myself at the moment, right? So all those changes that I've made was also, you know, you gotta be enthusiastic about what you do. You know, when things get tough, and they do, right? When you sort of like what you're doing, it's already a good place. So I don't have a simple, right, secret sauce or anything, but to me, and that's why I do what I do today is that is really you have to get up in the morning and just see your day, you know, through through the evening and just just liking, just loving the place you're in. So it sounds easy, but it's easy because we know who we are. We know, right, what things that if they're really not going with our nature, don't do them. Don't do them. I've tried. It didn't work for me. You know, I tried to overcome, you know, things that completely right against my grain. Ah, No, those things don't work. What do you think, Brian, on that one? Last one. What's your advice? Yeah.
0: (laughs) No, I think that's great. You know, I've always told you just, you know, if you, it's, it's like riding a bike. I remember as a kid, I was four years old and my dad was not going to buy me training wheels. He said, you fall over, you get back up again. And then I remember he, I was in tears and he would just, but I learned that from a, a life lesson is you got to get back up and keep getting back up and, and you have to adapt like you'd, you'd mentioned. So I really appreciate that. And Irene, it's been such a pleasure having you on the show. And I look forward to speaking with you real soon.
1: Thank you, Brian. Thank you so much.
0: Bye for now.